Are you serious? I've got a fire in my eyes. I'm burning brighter than the sunlight. You orchestrated my escape. Now I'm awake. I feel alive for the first time. You ignite the fire in my eyes. Hello, my friends. Hello. Welcome, this is one more edition of the Brother Marcos radio show, and I am your host, Brother Marcos, who else? <laughs> It's good to have you back here in our show. We are already in the third year of the Brother Marcos radio show, and we have been bringing you news and analysis of different different realities and situations in this crazy world we live today but we try to do the do it in a christian perspective we try really to warn you about evil exposing evil just like ephesians 5:11 tell us to do and we try to give advice how you should how you should respond to this situation, to this crazy situation with the Bible as your guide. Because we have a manual, we have a manual for life, and it's called the Holy Bible. That's the, the best gift of God to humankind, second only to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ at the cross. I'll tell you, God gave us everything we need to have a great life, a life that is pleasing to Him, a life that is, you know, that, that where you can be reconciled with God. Even if you are a sinner, even if you are a person who did lots of bad things, you can repent, you can find your way back to God, not by your own merit, okay, but by the merit of Jesus Christ. You borrow, you borrow the qualities, you borrow the merit, you, you borrow the holiness of Jesus Christ when you accept his sacrifice at the cross for you. So that's what we try to do, my friends. We try to expose evil. Yes, and, um, and you know, the show today, it's all about that. Uh, we had some confirmations this week about about what we we have been uh, discussing in the last shows we have been talking a lot about the new world religion and i think that we have a, a perfect idea a perfect perspective of what the new world religion the the religion of the antichrist actually the religion of the new world order what it's going to be like okay if you haven't heard If you haven't listened to our last couple of shows, I really recommend that you do that. You can find our shows at Spreaker.com. You go there, you can search for Brother Marcos or Fifth Hook Media, and you can, uh, you can find our shows there, especially the show that talks about worshippers of evil and the worship, worship of the eternal feminine. Okay, you can also go to Brother Marcos Radio at facebook.com and you can find all, all our shows there. And I'll tell you, my friends, first we talked about how the world religion will be based 
on the worship of the eternal feminine. That's the Gnostic. That that's a Gnostic idea. Okay. That you know that this feminine force, the goddess, the goddess Sophia, the Virgin Mary, Fatima, daughter of Muhammad, Tara, mother of the Buddha. You know, they are all manifestations of the goddess. And they say that the goddess is the one that brings light, that brings, you know, understanding and spiritual elevation for all mankind. You know, basically Lucifer, because we know that Lucifer is a transgender god. Oh yes, he's a transgender, just like Baphomet, just like Shiva, Shiva. Okay, Shiva, he can appear. As, as a transgender god, oh yes, there is a special manifestation of Shiva when, when he, you know, kinds of fuses himself with his wife Parvati. Oh yes, and then he, he's like half male and half female. So that's, my friends, the religion of, uh, of the Antichrist. And that's a religion where, you know, if you want to participate in that religion, you have basically to participate in a lot in lots of uh, rituals you know just like uh, catholics they love rituals they love you know the candles the eucharist you know you're gonna have the mass you're gonna have a series of things that you have to do in order to reconnect with god okay because they think that the sacrifice of jesus christ is not enough they don't believe in a personal relationship with jesus christ as you know real christians do and uh, so that's what what they do and there's a lot of uh, mystical experiences oh yes you you do repetitions that's basically what jesus christ told us not to do but you know they just go ahead and do it mantras they pray with mantras they do contemplative prayer which is basically occult meditation for christians and they do the rosary because the rosary is something that helps you you know get in uh, this trance in in this altered state of mind okay you basically lose your awareness your consciousness and 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 you start you know to feel things and see things okay and you open yourself to the demonic realm to the spiritual realm where the demons can do basically whatever they want with you and so that's that's the religion that is coming and we know that that's the religion for the consumption of the masses because the elite we talked about this in our second show in this you know the series here I, I guess this is the third show in the series we talked about that people how people in the elite and then we we're talking about the powerful people the people who are really into black magic you know illuminati you can call them the illuminati the global elite the billionaires, you know, they worship evil because they believe, of course, they believe in this eternal feminine spirit, which is a positive spirit that will elevate them, that will give them wisdom and intelligence and all good things. But they also believe that there is a negative aspect in the universe and that you have to embrace evil. Because, you know, otherwise you will never be free to be elevated, okay, to rise up to the sky, to climb the stairway to heaven. So that's why they do sacrifices, orgies, they promote all kinds of depravity. And you know, my friends, there was a guy 
that basically converted half of the Jews of the world in the you know right after the Middle Ages, and his name was Sabbatai Zevi. Some people say Shabbatai Zevi. He was a very very successful in convincing the Jews of his at his time. And very interesting, he was enthroned as the king of the Jews in uh, 1666, the year 1666. So here's the number 666 for you. And they really received this man as a kind of Messiah. And he, he used to say, you know, you know, Israel will only conquer the world. Israel will only have its Messiah when everybody's doing evil. Let's turn everything upside down. Let's do a lot of evil. Let's sin all the time. Because if we do that, the Messiah will come and we will be uh, victorious. That's what Sabbatai Zevi would say. And, and basically, my friends, there was another guy one century later named Jacob Frank who followed in, in his steps and it was preaching this this horrible black magic satanic philosophy for the Jews, and and the guys that we have now like uh, George Soros, you have uh, Bill Gates, you have uh, the the Rothschilds, the Warburgs, you know all the bankers, all these guys that we know they're into Kabbalah. They're actually followers of Sabbatai Zevi and uh, Jacob Frank, and all this law of reversal, you know. They worship evil. That that's why they love wars. That's why they love abortion. You know, next time you think about Planned Parenthood, it's not all about it's not about politics, my friends. It's about occultism. It's about ritual of sacrifice for Satan, because they believe that by by doing all this evil, somehow they purge themselves of the the negative principle and they are free to rise up to the skies that, that's the kind of lie that Satan told them of course their end will be terrible will be in hell and later in the lake of fire because you know you cannot play you know you cannot play with God try to make a fool out of God you cannot do that my friends because you know <laughs> You cannot fool God. You know, he knows about the tricks of Satan. He knows that people who do that, actually, they are looking for the satisfaction of their lusts. Okay? They're seeing, they love to sing. That, that's what they do. And they, they come up with this stupid excuses, philosophical excuses, religious excuses, in order to do evil because they love doing evil. They love sinning. That, that's their problem. So, my friends... I was going to start a new series, you know, more like Bible study, but, you know, because actually I think we have reached a point when we know exactly what they're coming, you know, what they're preparing for us, okay? We know exactly. So you are able, my friends, if you follow the show, you are able right now, you know, you have graduated. You are able to, to check and understand all the actions and all the the activities of, of of the of the global elite right now regarding religious the religious beliefs and everything you know but but you know what happened this week i think that we had some confirmations about what we were 
talking about some things that happened that, that really prove that what we were talking about, you know, were, were not, you know, ju just silly conspiracy theories or stupid, stupid things that came out from Brother Marco's mind, okay, crazy, crazy mind, you know, but these things, my friends, are things that are actually happening all around you. And uh, it's very interesting that the first thing that that I saw this 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 week was this article that was in the New York Times this week uh, in um, August 2016, and it was an article from uh, from the rabbi, a New York rabbi. I mean, <laughs> where else, <laughs> if not from New York? Here he, here he is, his name, where, where's his name here? His name is Mark Sameth. And he wrote an article with the title, Is God a Transgender? Okay, you can find that in our Facebook page. And also in the Facebook.com, Fifth Hook Media facebook page because i posted it there and this guy here he was talking a lot about he was talking a lot about how sad he is okay because you know people are using religious arguments to defend social prejudice okay against transgender rights okay and i was thinking to myself these things they never just happen okay they you know, if you're not listening to the show, okay, you just you just read this and you think about it and you say, oh, this guy is depraved, it's just a sick person. But my friends, there's a lot of things, you know, behind this. First of all, all that think about the worship of the feminine, do you remember that we were talking about, I mean, this, my friends, goes back thousands and thousands of years ago. All right, it's it's not something that they invented today. It's not just that this rabbi he woke up and said, "Oh, I am so uh, upset because you know I have a cousin that you know." He says here that he he has a cousin, and uh, her name is Paula Grossman, and she was one of the first people in America to undergo sex reassignment surgery. So if you read his article, you would think, oh, that's because of his cousin. He, he was thinking about her, and that's why he's so for gay rights right now. But it's not, my friends. You know what they believe? Those rabbis, and, and especially this one, because he's a Kabbalist, okay? In Kabbalah, you know, they, it's not, their God is not God Jehovah. Their God is the God Einsof. It's, it's exactly the same cosmic bubble that the Hindus have. You know, it's, it's this ethereal, impersonal cosmic bubble that really doesn't talk, that really doesn't give, a, give us any kind of uh, written commands, like the Bible, you know, he's, he, he has never incarnated like Jesus Christ in order to pay for our sins. It's just this cosmic bubble. But you know, my friends, he has a consort. He has, you know, kind of wife. Oh, yes, the old lady. He has an old lady, my friends. And her name is Shekinah. And it's exact 
exactly the same idea that they have in Hinduism when they talk about the god Brahman and his energy, which is called the Shakti. So you see, you have the cosmic bubble and you have the feminine energy. But what really works on earth is the feminine energy. That's why you worship this energy. And they worship the Shekinah. And Shekinah, my friends, is not it's not in the Bible. It's not the word that is in the Bible. And I see lots of Christians, ignorant Christians, who, you know, love to even, uh, some of them even name their businesses, Shekinah. You know, because they think it's, it's biblical, they think it's Christian. My friends, this is a Kabbalah, Kabbalah concept. And that's what they, they worship, okay? Because you know what, what, how they feel? It, it, you know, it really... It really doesn't work if you if you if you worship the Einsof because he's there, he's silent, you know, he he really doesn't talk much, okay? He's the strong silent type. He doesn't talk much. He doesn't interact with you. So why would you worship him? You will you will worship the Shekinah. So you see, my friends, because the the Shekinah she has the power. She is the one that comes to earth. And infuses earth with her spiritual energy. So basically, my friends, do you see that it's exactly the same thing that the Pope and the Catholics say? That you should not pray for Jesus because he's like, doesn't care. It's like, you know, they're Jesus. They're false Jesus. He really doesn't care. You have to pray for the Virgin Mary because she's the one who's going to talk to Jesus for you. That, that's what the Catholics say. That's how they explain why you should worship Mary. They say, you know, if you... Actually, they don't say this with these words, but that's what they mean. You know, it doesn't, matter, it, it doesn't work if you, if you really pray for Jesus. You have to pray for Mary. So it's exactly the same thing. And this rabbi, you see, it's not that he really woke up one day and said, Oh, no, I, I'm for gay rights. No. He really believes that God is a female spirit, is the Shekinah. Okay, and then what happens? You know, they fall into sin and they try to rationalize and they try to pervert, to change scriptures in order to support their blasphemies. Okay, see how, what he does, what he says here. He says here that in ancient Mesopotamia in Egypt, the gods were thought as gender fluid, and human beings were considered reflections of the gods. I mean, this is basically, he's talking about ancient Mesopotamia in Egypt. This is the origin. This is the origin of all false religions of, in, in the world. This is the original satanic religion of Nimrod, of Ceramis, and their son, Tammuz. Okay, this is heavy stuff, my friends. This is the basis of Kabbalah. This is the basis of Luciferianism. Okay, the, the gods of Egypt. He uses the gods of Egypt as an example. And he's right. They were thought as gender fluid because, you know, that because basically Lucifer is a transgender. And he says here, human beings were considered reflections of the gods. That's Gnosticism. So you see, basically he says, I believe in the Luciferian Gnosticism and the ancient satanic religions from Babylonia, from Babylon, okay? 
That's it, my friends. And then he says that the Israelite idea of the nursing king seems to have been based on a real person, a woman by the name of Hatesupi. You know, you know what he says here? That the Bible comes from Egypt. And he is a rabbi. Okay? He's a rabbi, my friends. But he's nodding to the Bible. He doesn't believe in the Torah. Okay? And what he says, my friends, is that the Bible really doesn't talk about, about this. You are not understanding the Bible well. And he says that he found out by playing with the words of the name of God, you know, the tetragrammation, which is the, 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 the Y-H-W-H, okay, the Yahweh. He says, no, you don't, it was not pronounced as Jehovah or Yahweh. No, no. You know, he says, no, no. The, the priests, they, 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 they read the, the, the letters in reverse. You know, who and he. In other words, the hidden name of God was a Hebrew for he and she. So you see, he starts playing with black magic because they play with those words until they get into trances, okay? Don't let them fool you because most people think that they put the words in a computer or, you know, on a table and they start playing with the, the, the letters, but that's not how they, you do it, my friends. You will not get anywhere doing that. What they do is they get into trances. That's why they bobble their heads, you know, like the little dolls. They bobble their heads, the rabbis. My friends, I don't have any, any other way to tell you this, but, you know, current, today's Judaism is one of the worst satanic religions there is that you can find. They're deep into Kabbalah. They're deep into Gnosticism. They have nothing to do with the Old Testament. Nothing. Nothing. So this man is demon-possessed. He's a rabbi, but he's demon-possessed. And he says, scientists now tell us that gender identity, like sexual orientation, exists on a spectrum. Okay, some of us are in greater or lesser alignment with the gender assigned to us at birth. You know, this is a lie, because right now, this week, there was a study there was issued by, published by people from John Hopkins University saying exactly the contrary. Saying that nobody is born a gay person. That's what science tells us. This rabbi is a liar. This is not science, what he's telling us. Okay? Yes, and he says, but thousands of years ago, as a review of ancient literature makes clear, that truth was known, the truth that people are, you know, can be gay or that there's no gender, okay? So you see where he, he really gets his authority in false science, in a falsification of science, and ancient demonic literature from false religions, from Egypt. But you know what really makes me mad? I would not be as mad as I am with this guy with son of Satan. His name is Mark Sameth. If he were an occultist, because he has the right to be an occultist, okay? The problem is that he poses as a rabbi because he's a con artist. He's a swindler, okay? You know, he's selling th something that he doesn't, he, and he's not delivering, okay? 
He says he's a rabbi, but he doesn't trust the Bible, and he doesn't follow the word of God in the Old Testament. Okay, so he's only there for money, for status, status, for position, for his career, for his position in the community, okay? He's a con artist, my friends. He's a criminal, okay? And you see, this, this, this I'll, I'll tell you, my friends, there's another article here from the Haaretz, it's the Israeli, I think it's the, the leftist Israeli newspaper. And this is a, a, an article from 2013 that says, God created gays. The first openly gay Orthodox rabbi talks about coming out, pain, and parenthood. Oh yes, Rabbi Stephen Greenberg. Oh yes, my friends. So, you see, this is not, that's what I'm trying to tell you. This is not, and, and many Christians, they, they make this mistake. They just think, oh, this is a problem of immorality. This is a problem of a person who, who just gave up, you know, following the Bible, and now he's an immoral person. No, my friends, there's a plan. They're following a religion. It's the, the religion of Satan. It's a well, you know, thought perfectly followed plan that they have. So this guy here, basically he starts to say, you know, he, he's married. He married with an actor and opera singer, Stephen Goldstein. It's interesting that, that even the gay, gay couples, they marry other Jews, you know, they're racists even they, when they're gays. It's very interesting. And uh, now they have uh, adopted a little girl. Poor girl. May, may, may Jesus have mercy on her. May she find uh, salvation in Jesus Christ. In 1993, he, he published an essay in the American Jewish Quarterly, quarterly um, newspaper, I think, or, or magazine, Tikkun, entitled Gayness and God. So you see, and uh, basically, my friends, it's the same thing, okay? He starts to look at the Bible, and uh, re he really thinks that, you know, the Bible was written 2,000, 3,000 years ago, so we have to see things in a different perspective, you know, it's not absolute. It's always the same thing. He will do everything he wants with the Bible. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. He says that the Torah, in the Torah there are several genders, including men, women, androgynous, and ayalonit, a woman who has certain masculine elements. So you see what happens? They start, really, to change the word of God in order to justify their sin. And it's the same thing, my friends. If he were an honest person, he would say, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to work as a bartender. I'm going to work, you know, <laughs> you know, as a store clerk. I'm going to find another job. I'm going to I'm going to work in construction. I cannot be a rabbi if I don't believe okay, in what the Bible says, in the Old Testament, in the Torah. But that's not what he does. You know what he does? He wants, you know, to have the cake and eat it too. 
He wants the status. He wants the position. He wants the money. He wants to be honored as a rabbi in the community. Okay, that's why you know he he, he marries another Jew, and now he's this important rabbi who makes a lot of money, because it's all about him. It's all about him. No, he he needs to have a a daughter. It doesn't matter. He doesn't want to marry a woman, but he he wants to ha- to be a father. Okay, at least the display for the world 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 that he is a father, and have the recognition that he's a good person. So I really despise this kind of people more than I despise the occultists, because at least an occultist is an occultist. Okay, he says I don't believe in the Bible. I want to be gay. I want to, you know, do whatever I want, and that's my religion. Deal with it. Okay, at least they are honest. Okay, all right, my friends. Let's start for a minute for a commercial break, and we will be back. You are listening to the Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom of the Empowers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fifth Hook Media, a digital publisher of ebooks. FifthHookMedia.com has a selection of ebooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit FifthHookMedia.com. That's F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K Media.com. Remember, that's FifthHookMedia.com. F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K. Kapow! Welcome to the Brother Marcos program on the Kapow Radio Show Network. We pray that you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Are you serious? Very good, very good. We are back and we are talking about the confirmations that we had this week about everything that we have been telling you about the, the new world religion we're talking about how the the new world religion will be the worship of the feminine goddess the gnostic goddess sophia the virgin mary fatima fatima from the muslims and uh, you know all this this kind of things the gaia mother earth that's why we see so much feminism that's why we see transgenderism uh, Bruce Jenner, you know, all this crazy talk. Don't don't you think that really, you know, it's just a little too much. It's, it's just like a hysteria. It's like uh, totally out of control, you know. I mean, they, they only talk about transgenders. It's like it's the most important thing in the world. But now you know why, you know. Now you know why. Because basically, one person out of a thousand is a transgender, or maybe, you know, out of ten thousand. So why they make such a fuss about it? It's because it's their religion, my friends. That's what I'm telling you. Okay, and they want to to bring everybody together with this with this religion, with this crazy religion, my friends. That's what they do. And another another piece of news that we had. This week, August the 18th, we were talking about, you know, the, 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 the eternal feminine spirit being the positive, 
they believe it's the positive principle of the world, but they also believe in a negative principle. You cannot have only good things, they say. You have the yin and the yang. You have the duality. You have good and bad. And remember what I, what I, what I told you? That's the natural consequence of their worldview, of their metaphysics, because they think that God is inside the creation. We believe that God is separated, is distinct from his creation, okay? That's why he's holy, and that's why we have sin in this world. We have evil in this world, but evil never taints, never reaches God, because God is apart, is distinct, okay, from creation. But they believe that it's all the same thing, that God is in everything. So if there's evil, God is partially evil. Do you understand that? So they say you must deal with evil. You must experience evil a lot. Because when you do that, you fulfill this principle of evil. And then you are free to rise up in the wings of the goddess Sophia. Do you understand that? And we see here in this article, human sacrifice ceremony at Geneva's CERN laboratory. Involving cloaked men stabbing a woman at night. It is investigated by chiefs at world famous science center. My friends, they were doing the ceremony. It's like people in robes wearing, you know, like those satanic robes, black robes in front of the statue of Shiva. You know, they have a statue of Shiva right in front of CERN. I mean, this is the most expensive laboratory in the whole world, okay? In the whole world. Don't you think that they, they have security there? <laughs> Don't you think they have like a guy with a walkie-talkie and maybe a gun or at least, you know, a, <laughs> a baton? How do you say that in English? You know, a baton, you, just a bat, Okay. And uh, don't you think that that, that uh, maybe he was sleeping? <laughs> maybe he went for Starbucks for a coffee. Okay, he left the gate open by chance. Come on, my friends, they know exactly what they're doing there. You know, and they did it right in front of the statue of Shiva. You know what Shiva's doing? That there, he's doing his dance. Oh yeah, he likes to dance. He's a he is doing the Nataraja dance of destruction. Yet yeah, that special that special wheel, you know, in that statue, you know, there's a wheel with flames all around a circle. Okay, and he's inside with with his with his uh leg, you know, like, like kicking, you know, it's not, not very masculine. Okay, but we are talking about transgenderism, you know, so what's the surprise here? He's doing the Nataraja dance, you know, it's the dance that it, it's like he's crashing the heavenly bodies, destroying them, knocking them off heaven. Because they believe in the Trinity. Oh, yes, they, they do. They believe in the Trinity in Hinduism. You have a Brahma, the God who creates, all right? 
and uh, you have Vishnu, the, the god that preserves, and you have a Shiva, the god who destroys. So what's the message that they're giving us here? That the principle of evil will be fulfilled. They want to destroy the current, the current old order, the Christian culture, the Western values. They want to bring it down, my friends. That's what they're doing. It's in your face. It's exactly what we were talking about in our show. Exactly, my friends. That This is big confirmation. So they say, we're going to destroy the current order and we're going to bring a new world order, a new religion. You know, you need to do that. That's what they believe. They believe in destruction and creation. Negative and positive. Okay? Shiva, Kali. Do you remember that they projected the ugly face of Kali in the Empire State Building? Some time ago, you know the one. It's the one with with the the tongue thing, you know, just like My, Miley Cyrus. So you understand why Miley Cyrus does that too. That's a sign of demon possession, by the way. It's all about destruction and death. That's why they 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 love the motto, Ordo ab chaos, which means order from chaos. So they have the new world order arising like a phoenix. Do you remember the phoenix in the London Olympics? The ceremony, the closing ceremony, the phoenix rising from the ashes. That's what they think. So they, you know, they don't really care if they're going to kill, like murder billions of people. And unfortunately, that's, that's exactly of the book, what the book of Revelations tells us is going to happen. They don't care because they really believe that a new world order will rise from the ashes, from the destruction. And that's what Shiva was doing there. He's doing his little dance. His little dance of destruction. And they had this 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 ceremony, this ritual, this satanic ritual. So they 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 they're saying it's, it was a prank. Come on, that that was a prank. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's too much of a coincidence, okay? To have a mock... Maybe it was a mock sacrifice. Maybe they didn't kill her. You know, but there's... There is significance in symbols. They believe that. Okay? There's another possibility. Maybe they didn't kill that woman in that place because it's a public place. But at the exact same time, there was another woman being murdered somewhere else in the basement, you know, nearby or somewhere where, where they have their temple. So they do that, you know, they do a mock sacrifice in front of the, the, the goddess, the, the god Shiva. I mean, he's so feminine in that, that dance that, you know, lots of people said goddess, but it's not a goddess, it's a god. It's Shiva. He's the husband of a Parvati. Parvati, sometimes she transforms herself into Kali, you know, when she gets angry, you know, when your wife gets angry. <laughs> I hope not, because you would be, you know, you would be married to Satan, actually. <laughs> but that, that's, he, he's the husband of Kali, but he's male, okay? Sometimes he, you know, likes to dress up like a woman, like a good transgender, but 
most of the time he's male. But so that's how it works, my friends. They believe in symbols, okay? Symbolism. They believe that there is a spiritual connection, okay? They kill someone somewhere else at exactly the same time, and they present this sacrifice as a mock sacrifice in front of the statue. But they, they, they think there's validity, okay? It works, okay? Because things are all connected in the spiritual realm. So that's a real sacrifice, if they do that that way, and that you know that's I believe that's what happened, based on you know just reading so many examples and from experience, fortunately, not personal experience, okay, but from reading uh, testimonies and things like that, that's what I think happened, so you see they're not playing around, they're not playing around, my friends, at this very moment, there are wars in this world. You know, it's like Donald Trump said, Obama created ISIS. Hillary and Obama gave them the, the, the guns, the weapons, in order to keep this, this war in Syria going. You know, why they do that? Because they worship evil. They worship evil. Yes, my friends, and we also see, okay, more confirmation. We see the Pope. The Pope says, 20, this is a, a news from uh, August 22nd. Pope asks for Catholics and Evangelicals to live in, in, in full communion. How can we have communion with evil? You know, that's not what the Bible tells us to do. That's not what the Bible tells us to do. What does the Bible tell tell us to do, okay? Second Corinthians six fourteen do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness, and what fellowship has light with darkness? Yes, my friends. <laughs> yes. Why why would would you do that? Okay, and go against the Bible because they don't believe in the same Jesus Christ we do. They believe in the power of salvation of their church. Okay, and he's saying like like now the Pope says, you know, come back to the church. Okay, let's help. Let's collaborate in the service to the poor, to the sick, to the migrants. Let let's help the New World Order to destroy the Western culture by bringing all the immigrants from you know, the Muslim countries, and the care of creation. Let's help, you know, in the global warming, the fight against global warming, world government. No, that's what he wants. That's what he wants. And says, no, this union will be great because we're going to evangelize. We're not going to evangelize because they have a false gospel. We're not, we're not evangelizing anyone. If we bring those people to the, the Catholic Church. And think about it. Why? You know, should we do that? That would not help at all. At all. I mean, if they do their thing and we do our thing, I mean, it's exactly the same result. I mean, if you want to help the poor, why should we get together to help the poor? I mean, they can't help the poor. We can help the poor. It's exactly the same thing. Because that's not the objective. Okay? He said, you know, he said Luther was not wrong to propose the Reformation. 
but I'm translate, translating here. But, you know, today, Protestants and Catholics, they are in full accord in the doctrine of justification. No, we are not. We are not. We believe in justification and salvation through faith, by grace. Faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ at, at the cross. Jesus Christ at the cross. He paid for our sins at the cross. And we are saved because we believe in that. But you, my friend, Bergoglio, Pope, Pope Bergoglio, Jorge Bergoglio, you, don't, you do not believe in that. You believe in justification of salvation if you follow all the ordinances of the, the church. You have to belong to the church. You have to attend mass. You have to do all sorts of rituals. And if you do not do that, if you not submit to the authority of the Pope, you are not saved. That's what you do. So your your religion is a sect. It's a cult. Okay? That departed from Christianity and is now a sect. You're a cult leader. It's a religion of works. Okay? So that's that's what they're doing, my friends, because they want you to go there and start worshipping the eternal feminine. Give your life to Mary. You know? And if you do that, my friends, it's just like you lose everything. You lose everything because, you know, the, the, the point, the whole point of salvation is the cross. Once you start putting lots of substitutes you start you know putting your faith in anything apart from the cross you lose your salvation or you won't have salvation at all to start with okay but he says that he will accept everybody because my friends wide is the way that leads to hell and narrow is the way that lead, leads to heaven there's another one here okay another article Another article from Ray Jungen. I love Ray Jungen. He has a great book about the dangers of New Age and everything. And he was talking, you know, there is this movement today. There is this this effort, okay, to seduce seduce traditional biblical-based Christians. And they will say, well, it... Uh, you know, it's like the Pope says, we're all brothers, okay? There's no problem. We're going to accept you. Let's not fight anymore. Just give up your Bible. Give up salvation. You know, the, the, the belief of salvation through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ at the cross, you know? We don't mind. We don't mind. You can, you can go to your church. There's no problem, you know? In the past, you have to understand that in the past, the, you know, the Jesuits, the people, they were in the counter-reformation, you know, right after that reformation, they started, the, the, the Catholic Church started with the Inquisition and what they call the counter-reformation. And they start to burn people at the stake and they start to persecute the real Christians, you know. But now they realize that with real Christians, the more you persecute them, the stronger they get. So it really doesn't work. It's much better to try to seduce them. 
So they will say like just the, the, what the Pope said here. You can you can stay in your church, no problem. You know, I know you don't like the smell of candles because you know it really upsets your stomach. It's revolting. It's it's it, it really is. I mean, it really is. You know that smoke and everything. You don't like that. I understand. So you can keep going, attending Rick Warren's church, Joe Austin's church. You know, just Kenneth Copeland. Just keep going to Kenneth Copeland's church. You don't need to change your habits, okay? You just keep going there. But we're going to worship the eternal feminine. We're, we're going to worship, you know, say that, uh, you know, all the paths lead to God. We're going to accept the homosexuality. You know, we're going to worship the Antichrist eventually together. But you can't stay in your church. So you see how they change it, the strategy? And even the New Age people, they say the same thing. You see here, there is this book from a demonic entity, Raphael. He likes, I mean, he's really a demon. His, his name is probably, you know, little demon from hell, but he likes to call himself Raphael, the name of a real angel. And uh, there's this book here called Starseed Transmissions. And he says, I mean, th this is a book that was channeled by someone, okay? We work with all who are vibrationally sympathetic, simple and sincere people who feel our spirit moving. But for the most part, only within the context of their current belief system. So you see, you can keep your current belief system. No problem. Okay? No problem. You can do contemplative prayer in your church because you're vibrationally sympathetic. It means you're in tune with the New Age beliefs. But you keep going to your church. Alright? This ultimately points to a global religion based on meditation and mystical experience. That That's what we have been telling you for years now. New Age writer David Spangler explains in the following way. There will be several religious and spiritual disciplines as there are today, each serving different sensibilities and affinities, each enriched by enriching the particular cultural soil in which it is rooted. However, there will also be a planetary spirituality that will celebrate the sacredness of the whole humanity in appropriate festivals, rituals, and sacraments. You know, they're starting with this, with the Olympic ceremonies and things like that. You know, that, that's the global ritual that they do. So you go to your church, no problem, as long as you worship the goddess with everybody else different religions together each one you know there's the american church the rick warring church there's the more traditional Su sufi muslim people in egypt there is the catholics in europe you know but they're all together okay there will be a more widespread understanding and experience of the holistic nature of reality resulting in a shared outlook that today would be called mystical. Mysticism has always overflowed the bounds of particular religious, religious traditions, and in the new world this would be even more true. This is the perennial philosophy, my friends. Perennial philosophy, 
always has said, you can go to your church, this is only external, it's exoteric with an X. But what really matters is the belief, the esoteric belief with an S that is behind each church. It means it's just a cultural facade, okay, that you have, or facade that you have the, 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 the exterior appearance, okay? But what really matters is the inner belief that is common to all religions, the Gnostic belief. Okay, and he says, you know, the, 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 Ray Jungen says that what is tying all these this churches together is the rise of centering prayer, it's contemplative prayer. That's why, you know, some people say, "Oh, brother Marcos, you're, you, you know, you're you're just this angry guy. Why do you really, you know, pick on?" contemplative prayer you think it's this such an important thing these people they are only trying to contact God and be pious my friends this is the I mean the most important tool they have to bring all the churches together is contemplative prayer and he says here Contemplative prayer or centering prayer is causing many churches to become agents of transformation. Those who practice it tend to embrace this one world religion idea. Of course, because they, they do this in all the different churches. Because it really, my friends, takes you apart from doctrine. Takes you apart from the Bible, from the Word. Okay, You stop studying the, the, the world. And you, you start to expect messages and feelings and sensations. Okay? One of the main proponents of Centering Prayer had this revelation. It is my sense from having meditated with persons from many different traditions that in the silence we experience a deep unity. Of course, because you, you are in a trance together. <laughs> you have a unity. You are all being contacted by the same demons. When we go beyond the portals of the rational mind, the rational mind, they don't like the rational mind because it's the rational mind that reads the Bible and understands the Bible. The mind of Christ that is promised to us in the Bible in order to understand the Word of God. We know that it's through the rational mind empowered by the Holy Spirit that we understand spiritual truth. But they don't like that. They want to go beyond the portals of the rational mind into experience. And they say there is only one God to be experienced. I think it has been the common experience of all persons of goodwill. You see here, salvation through goodwill. Feel through rags, that's what <laughs> Jesus says. You know, the Bible tells us it's, it's just filthy rags. Your goodwill. Because the Apostle Paul that says that no, no, no one does good, not even one. One person is good. Jesus said, why do you call me good? There's just one good one good entity being in this universe and it's God. Okay? So the guy was recognizing that Jesus was God even if he didn't know it. So, 
He says here, it's, it has been the common experience of all persons of goodwill that when we sit together, centering in contemplative prayer, we experience a solidarity that seems to cut through all the theological differences. Mm-hmm. In this context, we may compare all the world's religions to a da- dairy herd. Each cow may look different on the outside, but the milk would be the same. That, that's a very good uh, illustration from Ray Jungen. Okay, there is this priest, Episcopal priest, a New Age leader, Matthew Fox. He calls it the deep ecumenism. Without mysticism, there would be no deep ecumenism, no unleashing of the power of wisdom from all the world's religious traditions. Without this, I am convinced there will never be global peace or justice since the human race needs spiritual depths and disciplines, celebrations and rituals, to awaken its better selves. So see, my friends, same thing. He, he says, you need mysticism. You, you need the experiences, mystical experiences. And then you put on top of the mystic experiences, the rituals, and you have the religion of the Antichrist. Oh, yes, it's all around us. New Age is very strong today. It, but it's inside the churches. 20, 30 years ago... People were talking about, oh, astrology, tarot cards, reincarnation. That's terrible. But it's now inside the churches. Okay, mystical prayer. Sue Monk Kid. I think that, that's the, the woman that used to be the Sunday school teacher, the hillbilly, <laughs> hillbilly Christian. I mean, come on. <laughs> and now she's a new ager. He has a, she has a book. The Secret Life of Bees sold 4 million copies, especially to women. I don't know what's, what's up with women. I'll, I'll tell you, the husbands are not doing their work. They're not assuming their responsibility to teach their wives. That's what's happening. And because the husbands are negligent and don't really take the position of spiritual leaders at home, that's what happens. You see how many useless and sometimes apostate and heretical ministries to you, to women we see today. I mean, women, like men, like children, they, they should all be taught at a church. But we are like, ministries, conferences, seminars for women. And you know, it's like all the heresies, they, 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 you know, Satan really says, you know, this is the perfect place for me to insert heresies. It's this kind of uh, women's ministries. If you are a woman, flee from that. You can learn from the Bible, read your Bible, Learn from your husband, go to church, okay? But flee from those ministries because they are now channels for heresy. So, at one time, Sue Monkid was a Southern Baptist Sunday school teacher, but she became attracted to centering prayer as a way to know God more deeply. Oh, yes, I know a pastor that told me exactly that, that he liked. Richard Foster's books on contemplative prayer and meditation 
because it allowed him to know God more deeply. Exactly the same words. Today, she is the writer in residence of the Sophia Institute. So you see here, which is devoted to fostering the emergence of the sacred feminine, the divine feminine, exactly what we have been talking about. She is trying to bring the religion of the eternal feminine, the Gnostic goddess Sophia. Monk Kid now adheres to what New Agers teach, that this mystical force called God or divinity is in all things. Okay, this is not God, this is the Ein Sof, this is the God Brahman, that's Atma from the Hindus, Shakti. Deity means that divinity will no longer be only heavenly, she says. It will also be right here, right now, in me, in the earth, in this river, in excrement and roses alike. So you see here, in pool, in cocoa. You know, excrement is what you have inside your skull, inside your brain. I'm sorry. That's what's happening. That's why you say such a blasphemy as this one. Because you have excrement in your brain. Mrs. Sue Monk Kidd, the teacher of contemplative prayers. So that's, uh, she reiterates this in her 2006 book called First Light, in which she writes, If I am intent on centering my life in the presence of God, then I must understand what I believe about where this presence can be found. God became the steam of my soup, the uprooted tree, the graffiti on the building, the rust on the fence. Yes, because she believes in the Hindu God. That's not the Christian God. That's not the real God. It's the Hindu God that is part of the creation. Okay? This God, my friends, will not save anyone. Will take her to hell. That's what's going to, to happen. So you see, my friends, how we need Jesus Christ. Stand strong. Stand strong because that, that's like a bombardment of false teachings false notions it's the pope saying something it's inside the churches it's the, you know all these apostate religions it's rick warren joe austin it's kenneth copeland it's tbn i mean it's coming from all places even the churches i mean this is my personal experience if churches that you thought were conservative Bible believing, they're falling for these lies. They are, maybe unknowingly, they are helping in the worship of the divine feminine that will lead to the worship of the Antichrist. They're leaving behind good doctrine. And these people, they're going down even to worship to the worship of evil to being satanists basically that that's what satanism is all about so guard your heart guard your mind pay attention to what you're reading before you read a book a, 
so-called Christian book, you know, try to understand a little more about the author, about the doctrine that is there. You know, when in doubt, go to the Bible, be a good Berean. You need to do that. You know, try, I mean, check everything. Check everything because we are living in an age of propaganda, lies, and deception. We see that. That's why I wanted to close the series with one more, one more show because I think, you know, such a confirmation. Such a, they, they are bold now. It's in the New York Times. Do you think it's easy to write for the New York Times? Like that rabbi that says that God is a transgender? Do you think that if I write a text and send to the New York Times, do you think they will publish? No, they won't. They will only publish what the elite wants to be published. But they are not, you know, they are not shy anymore. It's in the open. It's in the open. It's the final push. Satan is thinking, you know, it's the externalization of the hierarchy. Like the theosophists, they, they like to say, the Luciferians. They believe that there would come a time, which is today, when they would be able to say whatever they want and the people would be ready to accept black magic, occultism, worship of the goddess and everything. And that's today. That's today. It's in the movies, it's in, in the music, it's in the newspaper. Okay? And if you are not prepared, you're going to fall. Because the great deception is coming. The Bible tells us that it's coming. And if you are not prepared, if you're going to those you know, watered down, weak churches, you will not be prepared. Because this woman right here, Su Moon Kid, who says that God is in the x I'm sorry to, to say this, but that, that's exactly what, what she wrote. She used to be a Sunday school teacher in a traditional Baptist church. So don't think that because you're going to church, you'll be protected from, from uh, deception because you won't. That's, that's why I get so upset. You know, I like that Pastor J.D. Hall, but you know what he said this week? That you have to go to church, to any church. Because if you go to any church, that's the only way, that's the only manifestation that you belong to the Bride of Christ. I mean, really? What about the rest of your life? All the things you do? The way that you relate to other people? The way that you, you know, you love your family? That you love your neighbor? That you pray? That you read the Bible? This doesn't count at all. The only manifestation of the Christian life is attending a church. You know, they do that because they are, you know, like fish. Fish, they don't know that they're wet because they're swimming in water all their lives. So they're in the, these ivory towers, my friends. And, and, and they are so inside the daily routine of the church, of the Christian business, that they lost sight of what reality is all about. They only understand that reality of being inside a Christian organization. Okay? 
And they say stupid things like this one. Okay? And they try to convince you that that's, you know, that's enough. But I'll tell you, we're living in dangerous times. I'm not saying you should not go to church. Go to church. Find a good church. But church is only a part, and sometimes I'll tell you, a small part of your Christian life. And even your intellectual Christian life. Because you're not going to learn much there. You must, you must, you know, take the reins of your Christian education. Okay? By listening to good podcasts, by reading the Bible, most of all, you know, pray that God gives you wisdom. You know, it's one thing that God promises you. He will give you wisdom if you ask for it. But nobody cares. So, no wonder they end up worshipping the eternal feminine. Okay? And following all these crazy things. Alright? But you are smarter than that. You are smarter than that because <laughs> you listen to this podcast and you read your Bible. And I know I can count on you to be a good influence to other people and try, you know, to warn as many people as you can. That, that's my desire and my prayer for you. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you very much for your precious time. I hope to see you next week. God willing. Bye-bye. Fifthhookmedia.com right now. Go to 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 fifthhookmedia.com right now.